0: They call me, hey, I'd like to cancel my order. So they cancel with me and buy it from the other person. So after a few times of this happening to me, I'm like, how do I learn from this? Well, you need to stock product. You need to take that into your own hand. You need to take control over what's happening. So that's when I decided. And also, usually companies will give you a little bit better profit margin. They'll give you 10% better discount if you're actually stocking the product.
1: Hello and welcome to another eCom Ops podcast. Uh, today I'm talking to Jonathan Price from uh, Down for Sound, a really cool company. But uh, he will tell you a bit more about that. Hey, Jonathan, great to have you here.
0: It's my pleasure, and I'm uh, grateful to be here as well.
1: Yeah, lovely. Jonathan, tell me a bit more about yourself, about Down for Sound, and how you got into e-commerce.
0: How I got into e-commerce and Down for Sound was. Um, initially i've always been into car audio Uh, i've always been fascinated with big sound in a vehicle and uh, i had started building a vehicle that had a big system a car audio system in there i was taking it to these different car audio shows and uh, when i would go there it, it was so big that it would draw crowds in and people would just be coming from all over the the show to come see my vehicle and they wanted to sit in it and experience it so They would, and then once they did, they're like, where did you get your equipment from? And initially I was sponsored by these people. Uh, So I would say, go to this company and you can get the product, this company. And after a few times of going to shows and people asking me, where do you get your equipment from? The light bulb went off in my head. I could be selling these people this stuff because they're already wanting the equipment. They're excited about car audio because they heard my, my vehicle. So it makes it almost easy to sell these people the equipment because they're so hyped up in the in the moment. So anyway, that's when the light bulb went off in my head, and uh, that I could sell these people this stuff. I could provide them a service, and I could have a good time doing it. So that's how Down for Sound kind of came about. That's cool. What shopping cart solution do you run? Um, as far as like a, a website backend, we use uh, Big Commerce. Is mm-hmm. Uh, what we use for our uh, website platform. So that's, um, we haven't moved into, and I know there's money being left on the table right now, but in business, like you try to move strategically. So you don't um, decrease your initial thing to add another thing, if that makes sense. Because a lot of people try to do so many things that once they don't ever get really good at the first thing. They don't ever master the first thing and they just become okay at it. So they're not optimizing that first uh, re- revenue stream. So I'm trying to become the best that I can with the big commerce platform and my own website first. And then I'm gonna move into Amazon, eBay, Walmart, and all these different big uh, big box places that you can do for sales and logistics like that. So that's on the uh, on the horizon for us, but just not into it just yet.
1: Got it. So BigCommerce is the shopping cart you work with. Did you consider any other shopping cart before and why did you go with BigCommerce?
0: Yeah, uh, we were actually using, uh, I think it was called Volusion uh, Mm -hmm. first. I'm not even sure if they're still around. It's been many years since we used them. Um, But the reason why we swapped to BigCommerce was because our I think it was the volume of the orders that we were getting started surpassing. Um, and when I first started down for sound, I was just selling t-shirts and stickers, like just to try to cover like some gas money to get to these shows. Um, so, uh, we were selling these and people were buying a decent amount of them. So the number of items that we were selling were a good amount, but it was bumping and bumping us into a different tier of, um, The pricing on Volusion's website, and it was costing so much for us to use them as a, uh, because at that time they were, they had different things based on um, the volume of orders you were getting. And and we were getting a decent amount of volume, but the revenue that we were generating was just t-shirts. So it was very small in comparison. So anyway um uh, the guy that does all my website work, he started searching for another solution that would work better for us. And that's when we came across Big Commerce, and we made the swap to them and we've been with them ever since.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And how do you handle, let's say, the shipping? Do you have any additional provider where you put all the labels or how do you handle that? We use
0: a service called Shipping Easy. I had uh, a couple of different, I had another brand and another online store at at first um, called Certified Basehead, which was like a household name brand that I came up with for myself that we were going to sell. So it made it where you could port all of your orders from no matter how many stores you have, you could port them all into Shipping Easy. So they would all come up in a shipping queue right there and we were using and we still do use it but i since dissolved that company and converted all those products that i had under the certified base head brand into the down for sound name brand because people already know the down for sound name brand in our um mm-hmm. niche it's it's almost like a household name brand like nike or something like that in the shoes uh, like people know down for sound so i'm like why am i trying to start A totally new name that nobody knows about is a very hard road to start something like that. So um, I'm like, man, I can convert all this into down for sound brand, same products, but down for sound name brand. And it's it's took off like crazy ever since I've done that. So that was something that was something I learned as a business owner um, and and trying to start a new brand when I really probably shouldn't have.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's an important learning and it's good that you got it. How many, I mean, if you don't want to talk about that, it's a problem, but how many orders are you processing roundabout in them in per month or so?
0: Per month? Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I mean, I guess I could do the math, but we're averaging about 150 to 200 orders a day. So mm-hmm. I guess if you do that times 30, whatever
1: that is. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Wow. That's a huge number. I mean, for a store started from scratch and providing just The products that you have your own in your car, (laughs) for with that, it's amazing. Do you do any online marketing for that? Or do you have any marketing work to do besides driving through the shows, showing off what you have?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, the thing that made my business really take off was online everything, basically. Like my YouTube channel is where everything kind of started and then I started an Instagram account, a Facebook account. Uh, I have a Twitter, but it's I'm not really active on there. It's, it's not really a, a good place for car audio that I've seen. It's, it's kind of dry for car audio. Um, and then we now I have a TikTok, uh, Snapchat, like all these different online platforms. So people... Yeah, Twitter is only reserved to Elon Musk. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I love Elon. He's the man. Um but yeah, so I tried, um, I it's very important to obviously utilize online social media sales. Like even if you have a brick and mortar store, I can't stress to people enough, like you need to have an online, some sort of online presence. You can reach so many people so fast with just like a click of a button basically, because I do both. I go to, I travel all across the country and we're all across the world actually going to all these car audio shows. And there's there's definitely value in in face to face interaction and talking to a person in person, but the fact that you can go online and reach a hundred thousand people like that, and it not if you are good at doing it, you can reach a ton of people organically, and that's what I really um, fine tuned, I guess you can say, because I i go on line, or i do a live video on my down first sound facebook page where we have almost a quarter million followers on there now wow. so um i go live on there and i'll just do a giveaway and i'm like you know, i'll show a new product say we we just got in some new amplifiers so i'll i'll put the title um new amplifiers in whatever the name of it is and then um i'll have people come in and like you can ask any questions you want i'll answer the questions oh by the way we're doing a giveaway in this video too. If you would like to enter this giveaway, all you have to do is four things. Share the video publicly. to make your comment that you shared it. Like the video, like my page, and you're entered. No purchase necessary. That's how you enter the giveaway. And it blows up like crazy. We reach easily over 50,000 people each time that we do that. So I try to do it almost daily. It's a huge thing that people can do. Uh, even when I first started and I just had 1,000 followers, like you... You're getting in front of so many people so fast. That's really very interesting. And what I heard, what you mentioned first was it started
1: with the YouTube channel. Is it still a strong channel for you, YouTube? Or is
0: it uh, moved to Facebook uh, going live there or Instagram? So Facebook and Instagram seem to, and uh, well, actually TikTok now is taking over like the amount of um, reach that you can get. Because mm-hmm. Facebook... And Instagram, well Facebook owns Instagram, I believe. So they want to get paid a lot for letting people see your content or see what you what you have going on, where TikTok hasn't really moved into that. Uh, model yet. I mean, I know like people have to make a profit to stay in business. I understand that, but TikTok is still letting, if you put out a quality piece of content and the AI sees it and they see that a person's watching it all the way through, then they'll start like pushing it to more people. And if they keep watching it, they'll push it to even more people. So, but Facebook, they're like, they'll send you a thing. Uh would you like to boost your post for whatever amount? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> so, you must you must not
0: say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. So yeah. So yeah, so um where it comes to YouTube it's not as and I know why like so now that i have a vehicle that's being built right now it's going to be my current we call it a demo vehicle like that we will take to shows and like let people hear it and everything like that so people really want to see that they want to see me uh people getting in there and it blowing the girl's hair all around and like just like crazy system crazy loud people's reactions that's what they want to see and they want to see me driving it around going through drive-throughs and like causing a ruckus basically they want to see people's reaction But right now it's at a shop in Florida and I live in Las Vegas. So I I don't have access to the vehicle because it's not playing. So people want to see that. They want to see the vehicle or me hearing other people's vehicles, but I don't have that with me and available. So right now I'm just pretty much doing product reviews, like product unboxings and stuff like that. It's not near as exciting to people. So my views have come down a lot because people are like, He's just trying to sell us stuff right now. Like, so we're not yeah. so much interested. You know, when you try to sell somebody something, they're like, no, like, <laughs> <I guess. I'm laughs> like stay away. <laughs> so but th- anyway. That's
1: interesting because YouTube actually is exactly that. So you used it to show off things. You maybe, do you have tutorials or how to fix the speakers into the car? Something like that?
0: So um, we don't do too much installations, um, yep. but I did just start a thing where um, I call it, a rapid fire question segment where because every time we post a video, we have tons of people in the comments asking mm. questions. So I just started probably about a couple of months ago. I actually hired a full-time videographer that like shoots my videos and edits all of them. So that's been a huge help to me making that step. Um, but people asking all these questions because when somebody sees that you have half a million followers on YouTube, they think you're famous and they they want to ask you questions they want to talk to you they want to get a response so um, that's another reason why I think I've grown so fast uh not just business wise but online because I've always been interacting with my followers like i'll I'll answer their questions I look at all my messages I always try to answer them all the time so people know that and that's why a lot of them buy from me but anyway, so they ask the questions in the comments so I will uh, go and we'll pick out questions and we'll do these segments where like, Hey, I saw your question. Like we'll highlight the person there. So they feel like they got a little, little, like five seconds of fame online. They, they see their name on the box that pops up on the screen and I'll personally answer their questions for them. I'll help them out with their problems they're having with their, uh, systems and stuff like that. So that's been something people really like because they feel like they're getting to talk to somebody that they may think is online famous or whatever. <laughs> How do you make most of the money? Is just about the online store, right? You don't earn money for going to the shows. Uh, some people pay me if a person wants me to come to a show that I wasn't already planning to go. They'll pay like in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much money. Uh, usually, I, I want like all my expenses covered, uh, something for my time, uh, but it usually averages like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, something like that, because I'm having to fly across the country. Most mm. of the most of the shows that I go to are in the, the Southeast part of the United States. And I live on the West coast in Las Vegas. Um, so it's, it's, a and then I have to pay the person that actually keeps my truck to trailer it to the show. It's a, it's a big act to make this happen, but oh, it anyway, is. so it's not so much me getting paid there, my biggest source of revenue is obviously down for sound like yeah. where we sell the products set. I make a, a little bit of money off of my YouTube channel, uh, because it has ads running on it and stuff. Um, but the biggest source of income is definitely uh, the website. Are you shipping the goods yourself? Or do
1: you have a warehouse partner? Or how is it handled in your company?
0: We do everything. And this is something that I learned as well. A very, very valuable lesson for me was when I first, and I know I put this in there that everybody thinks that you can, it's so common for people to think that people with online stores don't really work that much. And they, Oh, we got, I work four hours a week and I do $20 million a year in revenue, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I'm like, this is, this is such a uh, facade. It's, it's not, Maybe 0.01% of the people in online e commerce can do something like that, but it's very, very difficult. And to do it in only four hours, the more that you work, I know Elon Musk said this like, he said, um, if you work, he, he works 120 hour work weeks, is what he says. So he is out working everybody and he's getting, three times as much stuff done because most people are working 30 or 40 hour work weeks. So that's why all of his companies and stuff have rapidly expanded so fast because he's outworking everybody. I mean, he's very intelligent, but and he has great people on his team, but when you have everybody working way more than everybody else does and they enjoy what they, they do, you're able to accomplish a lot more things and and move forward way faster than a person normally would. So yeah, I, I, I work uh, a lot and we do all the shipping here in down for sound. But when I first started, I thought I was going to, I had believed that doing that, I could just drop ship everything. Basically. I was like, I'll just make all the money. Like I won't have to have any overhead. Like I'll just have this online store and work to
1: eight hours a week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So what happened to me, the lesson that I learned was, when you rely on somebody else dealing with their inventory, it's not always accurate. And even like even your own company is you'll have discrepancies there. But if it's your own company, you kind of have a better hold on it and you can mm-hmm. fix it faster. Whereas it like a say you sell a product, you're just strictly drop shipping stuff, you sell a product or you get the sale. I'm not because you can lose the sale just as easy as you got it. So I would get the sale. And I would send the order over to the company to drop ship it. And they would say, oh, sorry, we don't have that in stock. So what happens then when you have to contact the customer like, hey, sorry, we don't have that in stock right now. Um, it's going to be however much time for eight weeks, whatever. And at first they're like, oh, OK, because they're a fan of mine. So they're like, oh, no problem, man. Like, I'll wait on it to come in. I'm like, thanks for the call. Like, OK, cool. But after a few days goes by, what that customer does is they're like, man, I really would like to have my product. So they go online and they're looking for it. Oh, this person sells it. Let me call them to make sure they have it in stock. They call them. They actually have it in stock. So what do they do? They call me. Hey, I'd like to cancel my order. So they cancel yeah. with me and buy it from the other person. So after a few times of this happening to me, I'm like, how do I learn from this? Well, You need to stock product. You need to you need to take that into your own hand. You need to take control over what's happening. So that's when I decided. And also, usually companies will give you a little bit better profit margin if you stock the product. Like say, if a company say they'll give you ten percent better discount if you're actually stocking the product. So it, it also helps you cover your expenses for having your own store, your own facility and stuff like that because you're making more profit on the product. Um, so anyway, that was a very valuable lesson for me because yeah, it, it, stings, it stings when you get a sale and then you have to give it away to somebody else that's, that's stocking the product.
1: But with stocking a product and having a warehouse, it also requires some software in the background to do all the purchasing and the stock management. Do you have any additional software besides BigCommerce to handle all this or do you do everything with BigCommerce?
0: Uh, we do everything through uh, big commerce. We've looked cool. into and I know some companies have like scan guns and and uh, an automated system. We, we haven't moved uh, completely into that yet because most of the systems that we have seen like the reviews on them people are complaining like this thing doesn't work like they're, they're, they have all these issues. so yeah. right now and, and we're still relatively uh, I, I see us as a relatively small company we did 18 million last year. So it's not like they were super small, but it's it's still relatively small to me. So our, our warehouse that we have here in Las Vegas is 30,000 square feet. And we deal with about 15 different brands and we have it um, set up in different sections. And we know like the, what the hottest sellers are and everything like that. So we'll go through uh, me and my uh, managers. Like I have a warehouse manager and a front office manager and we'll go through and now them because I've relayed the stuff, uh, the tasks to them to stay on top of the inventory and everything. But they'll go through like once a week and like take counts and see where we're at and make sure that we're more uh, ordering stuff that we have the hottest movers in stock and uh, just staying on top of it that way. I know as we continue to grow and to get to a fifty or hundred million dollar company, you have to have more automation in place to make that happen. Um, I just haven't found a system that people love, like in, in far, as far as inventory, like. Um, so anyway, hopefully that's in the near future for us as well. Yeah,
1: cool. I mean, you have a, quite a big warehouse, and you stuck everything. How did the pandemic harm you in regards of uh, getting the goods ready?
0: Yeah, so we when it first started, like I was. I was pretty scared because I mean, every, I think everybody had that initial yeah. fear that like, oh man, like we've never experienced this before. What's going to happen? So uh, for about three to four weeks, like we, we've always been tra- like on an upward trajectory in our business and it's going up and up and up for like every ever since I started. And then when it like the first week that it happened, like it kind of leveled off and then it started nosediving. diving. I'm like, oh man, like, this is bad. Like what, what's going to happen? Am I going to have to let people go? Like, uh, and the, uh, you care about your team members. So all these things are weighing on you as a business owner. So for about three or four months, like we, I'm oh, sorry, three or four weeks, we were on this downward trajectory. I'm like, man, this is affecting me bad because I, I haven't ever experienced this before. I'm like, is this the end? But after that, I think people were stuck at home and they were, bored and they didn't have anything to do. So they're like, oh well, I guess I could start working on my car audio project. So <laughs> so they started ordering product and yeah. um that luckily like it turned around and it started back on that upward trajectory. And we we did great in 2020 and had a like another record year in 2020, another our biggest year ever, which was right at 18 million last year, uh in 2021. So uh it it benefited us a lot mm. for uh, having stuff in stock and being able to get it to people fast. It, um, we did experience um, the slowdown of getting products from the vendors because uh, of China shutting down. A lot of the yeah. products are made in China and shipped out. So, but we were constantly pivoting into offering Say if somebody ordered a 3000 watt amp in this name brand uh, and we couldn't get it, it was going to be a, a very long time. We sold out of it and we would offer them something similar in a different name brand for and work with them on the price or, or whatever. And that seemed to work uh, well in helping people get going. So that's something that we did. Awesome. You do offer a down for sound fast, free shipping.
1: Yeah. What no. went you into making this happen?
0: Yeah. So another lesson that I learned was very soon after I learned the, the lesson of not having stuff in stock was at, when I first started my online store, I was charging for shipping like most yeah. people were. But there was people uh, out there that weren't charging for shipping. And I'm like, man, why are they doing that? They're they're losing money. They have to pay for shipping. So uh, I'm like, well, how do I fix this? And the way that you fix it is you start paying for You start covering the shipping cost. So uh that's, that's what taught me that lesson. And that's how I pivoted there. But the other thing that makes... So we have what's called the down for sound difference. Guaranteed lowest prices, fastest shipping, best customer service. So we coined this phrase in car Audio. And it's funny because a lot of the other companies that are trying to do what I do, they, they see what I'm doing and they're like, Oh, he can do it. Anybody can do it. It must be easy. So they like they literally copy what I'm doing word for word. To where some people, some people that are shopping online, they'll they'll come across their site and they're like, Did you start another website? Because they it looks just like yours. It says the same things your does. And I'm like, no, I didn't. It's just like people are trying to copy you. And that's what goes to that thing about being original. Like if you if you're just copying people your entire life, you're always you're just at best, you're gonna be the best second place person ever. Like you're never gonna be the best. You're just waiting for the best person to come out with some new process. So you can copy them. Like you're going to be right there up under them the whole time. So I guess if you're okay with being second best your entire life, then just keep copying people. And you can, you can copy, like, cause I share everything that I do. So you can take what people do and kind of mold your, your thing into what fits you best with to copy people directly, like your entire time, like you you don't even know who you are personally, if you're just copying people your entire life, like you have to be your own person, you know?
1: I mean, this is, I think one of the biggest problems in dropshipping because they give you a template, a blueprint, what mm-hmm. you should do and how you should do it. And they just run it up. And this is why, I mean, you can be very successful with dropshipping but mm-hmm. you need to be unique anyway. So you need to also become unique there and, and build up your brand. I really like what you're doing to really get the risk and stock the goods. This makes it easier and better if you have the shipping under your control. I think that's a very important thing.
0: Right. I left one thing out. So uh, like the, well, I said it in the, the down for sound difference, but uh, fastest shipping. So we do everything that that, I, that we can to get, the products out every single day, if all possible, where I know other companies that are doing, trying to do like the online e-commerce uh, car audio sales, they'll wait, they'll get all their shipments and ship like once a week. And I'm like, uh, yeah. what? Or, or they'll just ship on uh. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays or whatever. And uh, and they, they also work typical hours, which is usually like an eight to five or eight to four, nine to five, whatever it is. And here we work 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Ha- I'm running two different shifts during the week. So we're awake we're operating before they even wake up. We're shipping when they're asleep. Like, so this is something that we're doing. And we get, I, I view it as a compliment. A lot of our customers will post like reviews, man, I got my down for sound order faster than my Amazon order. I'm like, man, that's, that's saying something. that's amazing amazon yeah. amazon's they they're the size they are because they're killing it they they figured everything out they're they they're doing an awesome job, so I'm like, man, what a compliment for people to post that that and it lets me know that's that really great they know that we're going above and beyond to help these uh people get their products as fast as possible so yeah, that's something that's big to us so the next step is marketplaces walmart amazon eBay. correct yeah. yeah, so uh we're working. I can't think of the name. Um, I think it's called Feedonomics or something like that. We're working with a company right now that um, they pretty much make it where they feed all of your products that you offer into these other marketplaces and they make it real streamlined and everything. So we're currently working kind of in a a test phase right now of, of trying to get all that worked out because obviously you want to try to get all the bugs fixed before it launches. So when it launches, you you aren't faced with all these issues like when it happens so we're we're kind of in the testing phase of that so uh, all of our products will be pushed onto uh, amazon ebay walmart like jet.com all these bigger things that'll um, also bring more revenue to the uh, down for sound uh, store to get another revenue stream and cross oh, yeah. to 20 million
1: this year yeah yeah that's yeah. that's
0: the goal um it i know like last year we were I mean, we were blessed to to be able to achieve something like that, but I know it's it's somewhat of an inflated number because we got, in the United States, we got, um, really quick, where are you located at? Uh, Austria. Austria, okay. Um, so we had, uh, I think we ended up getting three or four stimulus checks where people basically got free money from the government. They're like, oh, here's however much money. So when a person that, hasn't ever had money, gets free money given to them, it's literally burning a hole in their pocket to spend it. Like they're like, I got to buy something with this. Like they don't think, most people don't think about investing it or anything like that. They just want to go buy something cool. So people getting all those stimulus checks, um, they just, can't, they're like, oh, I've been wanting the speaker or amplifier or whatever. So the, when they see that money going into their account, the first thing they do is run it down for sound and purchase something with it. So <laughs> it, it boosted our number of uh, last year uh, a good amount. And I know, so this year, there hasn't been any stimulus checks. And so this year will be, I'm okay. I mean, I guess you could say, okay. I'm understanding of a little bit if we are... Level with last year, or maybe a little bit less, because we have, I think, eighty thousand customers. So, if eighty thousand people are not getting free money, that's and they're not going to just spend it on something that's not a necessity. Like, let's face it, car audio yeah. is not a necessity. It's not. You, there's not electricity or a home or anything like that, so you don't have to have it. So, uh, that's eighty thousand people that mm-hmm. are not spending this windfall of money that they got on car audio. So. If we end up doing the same thing this year, we have a little bit. the The whole inflation thing is real, and you have to understand that it can't always be very, very good. Like it has to have some sort of slowdown or cool off for a little bit before it can have like another uptick. So I'm I'm prepared for that, and I'm okay with it. Uh, it can't be uh, sun, sunshine and rainbows all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <it> doesn't work.
1: <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. How important is automation for you? And what does it mean for you to be automated or fully automated?
0: Yeah, we definitely, like I was saying with the inventory and stuff like that, I definitely want to move, like as you continue to grow, you need to move more into automation and have those processes in place. We're still not super automated. We, I mean, we have our shipping systems in in place. So when the orders come in, they go over to shipping easy. and when the orders come through, we we process them. I know there's companies out there that have all that automated, where it's these it, packages weighed, and they know if there's three different items that that'll fit in this one box, and what the what it's going to weigh, and it'll already print the label out and everything like that. We haven't made it to that level yet. We're still figuring out what will fit in one box, if it's too heavy or not, and and like so, we're still weighing the box ourselves and like putting and printing the label for it. So, but as far as feeding the orders into one place to print the label through shipping easy, like we're doing that part, but as far as full automation, like Amazon stuff, like they're packing, their robots are packing the packages themselves and putting the label on there with the, so uh, I understand there's different levels of it, but that's something it is very important to, and I know it's, Necessary to reach these next levels of revenue because what works at 20 million probably won't work, or you have to have a lot of automation implemented to go to 50 million or 100 million. Like it's, yeah. it's just part of it. So, yeah, you know, it, it's definitely on the horizon and, and needed as you continue to go. Got it. One last question Who has taught
1: you the most about e commerce in your career?
0: Taught me the most. Uh, I follow a uh, uh, a lot of people online um one of the ones is that comes to mind first is patrick Bet david uh mm-hmm. Valuetainment on youtube a uh, great dude he, he moved from somewhere overseas he, and he came to the united states and had a bunch of hardships at first and became super successful um i followed grant cardone he's more in the real estate uh space and the uh, same thing rough start everybody Everybody has a story basically, but when the story is great, like they had a really rough start and they made it into multi hundred million dollar person, or even a billionaire from a person that was on drugs and like living under a bridge, like, you know, the story is so much better. So you get captivated by the person and you want to follow them and what they do. So um, Gary Vaynerchuk is another person that I follow um, Ed Milet. I have a lot of people that most of them are entrepreneurs. Um, some of them, not so much in the e-commerce game, but I I like good stories and I like hearing where people started at and like what they were able to achieve. They overcome adversities and become super successful. And that makes me happy. Like the, the further I get in my success with down for sound and in life, the more I get fulfillment out of seeing other people become successful um, like the people that I have on my team, seeing them achieve, like being able to buy their dream car or their dream home or all these things. I'm like, man, is, it's is so fulfilling to me. It's worth more than any amount of money that I can make. It, it makes me feel so good.
1: That's cool. That's really cool. Thanks so much for your time, Jonathan. It was really a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, I like the idea of what you said. Do something that makes you original. Don't copy. This is really something... We have too much of copycats here that uh, try to just copy something and get successful, but you will always be second. And this is definitely, there's so much open room to be unique and still be in the same niche as someone else. So this is, uh, I think this is a problem being original. And uh, of course, what I always, I can definitely underline that. And I've seen that so many times in e-commerce. Free shipping is really something that makes really, really a difference. It's the point when someone is at the checkout and they see, okay, it's free shipping, they more likely will purchase than if you add another four or five dollars or seven, eight dollars for shipping. That's an important fact. I mean, it's better to have the product a bit more expensive yeah, than to have shipping costs at the end. And this is really something, I mean, you can make a minimum price for free shipping or something else, Even that I do not really recommend, but of course I know it's required. But free shipping is really a game changer. And uh, yeah, and I also like that you said, I do the shop first, perfect, and then I go into marketplaces. I would have done maybe a bit different because I'm so I can want to try this and that, but the concept is clear. And I think that's important if you really have something in shape very good and professional then you can start the next thing and the next thing and grow with it so good luck
0: i appreciate it yeah and i and don't don't think i have it all figured out like i'm i'm a human like I, i'm a a business owner so when you are a business owner and a human you're you're constantly figuring things out just just because i'm doing it this way doesn't mean somebody else couldn't do all things at once and and make it happen but it's that's just my way like and it yeah. seems to be working fairly well for me like so uh, I just want to get as, you you could be, um, I can't remember the same, but you could be uh, great at something or you could be just okay at a few things. Like, yeah. So which one do you want to be? So I just want to get as great as I can at the, the first thing and kind of get that master, then move into the next thing and become great at that as well, while simultaneously keeping the other thing great too. Like, because a lot of people will have that you're on a seesaw like you'll start putting more effort into this one so this one will start coming down so anyway um. yeah
1: you have 24 hours a day and uh You need to sleep at least four or five hours. So the rest, (laughs) (laughs) there's also something called family.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been trying to do better at that as well.
1: Thank you so much, people. And if you liked it, just uh, hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. We'll be more than happy to get you as a frequent listener. Talk soon and good luck, Jonathan.
0: Thank you. I enjoyed it. Bye.
1: And that's it for this episode of the EcomOps Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for EcomOps Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app, and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.